Hey everyone, this is Bryce Bjornsson with Jax47. You are listening to Pistons in Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to exploring the wedding industry, vendors, rants, all of it. Today we have Jordan Hunt of The Hunt Is Over. Jordan is a new wedding planner to the scene. So this is very exciting to be with someone as they start their adventure into business ownership and the wedding industry in Western North Carolina. So Jordan, tell us what got you started in the wedding industry? What made you, what inspired you to become a planner? Yeah, so I will start off by saying um, that I'm actually marketing myself as a coordinator and that I have tried to make the distinction, which in um, the wedding world has been fun, um, but I'm trying to make the distinction between planning and coordinating because a planner is somebody who is going to um, fully walk with the bride start to finish, planning every detail of their wedding all the way through color palettes and textures and um, truly helping you build like the scheme and the theme and all the things that go along with your wedding from the start to finish. I am coming in as the coordinator aspect of it. So I'm allowing um, the bride to kind of um, to do it herself. So the DIY brides that um, want to plan their wedding, but just need somebody to facilitate their day. So I'm marketing it more towards getting into the wedding world as just being that person that somebody can lean on um, and basically uh, just hand the reins over to in that last month so that I can get to know their plan, get to know their vision, and then basically just embody the things that they want to do that they can't do on their day because they need to enjoy their day instead of try to plan things. Um, so that answers that part. I, I love that. And that's something that I didn't realize until about a year ago is that a planner is different from a coordinator. Mm -hmm. But I've also heard coordinators say that there's no such thing as day of coordination. They need a week or two or maybe even a month ahead of time. So they almost, I mean, I guess they don't become a planner per se, but they do become involved before the day of. So can you tell us a little more about how that works? I know we, we haven't got to um, really how you got started, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking right now, how, how does that work with your clients? Like, do you, yeah, how does that work with? Yeah, of course. The day, the Sorry, day. I missed the start point, but we'll get back to the started point. <laughs> yeah. uh, I dove right into the, the meat of it all. Um, okay. So I would say that um, you're right, that a coordinator, there is such a thing as like um, a wedding coordinator that venues will provide that literally just show up on the day of the wedding and they are just um they're basically selected or they are just part of a package and they don't necessarily get to know the the bride personally they just know how their venue runs and they operate that place very specifically and so they run just the day um i I personally like the relationship aspect of the weddings. That's what that's part of the start reason. Um, and so I would more so want to get to know the bride personally. Um, and so by backing it up to a 30 day mark, um, I'm allowed then to personally like kind of walk alongside and become more intentional, get to know the plan um, more. So once again, it's not me planning, it's her plan. Um, it's her list of vendors, it's her venue, it's all of her ideas, but it's me coming in and learning those things and then meeting her, uh, her vendors if I don't already know them or going to her venue if I haven't already seen it during that 30-day period 
um, so that I could become really familiar with what she really wants during that time. And then whenever I get there, um, I'll be much better equipped to serve her and serve the venue and the vendors and make sure everybody has what they need to function well on their day. So yeah, it is more of a, a relationship. It's not necessarily, it's not that I'm planning or finagling. I, I make a timeline and I get to know all the things that are involved for her day, but I don't necessarily, I don't choose the things for her. I just reorganize the things that she has. That's so what's going on in my head right now is you're not picking the color of the flowers. You're just making sure they get on that table. <laughs> right. Yeah, <yes. laughs> okay. So that makes sense. So it's, it's not necessarily the creative aspect of the wedding, right? It's not the design, it's the implementation, the execution, the organization. Yes, I will go ahead and be very upfront in the fact that um, I am not the, um, I cannot create something from nothing. Like I am not an artist. So I am way, like way better at organizing or kind of facilitating something else that already pre-exists or uh, mimicking something that already pre-exists. So say you had like a table arrangement that was very simple <laughs> and then you needed it to be mimicked or like replicated, then I can replicate something, but I can't, I'm not the the talented artistic type that can be like, see the room for all of the things that it could be. And then like really like that, that's a whole different talent. And those women are, and women and men are very good at it. So that's where the planning aspect comes in. Well, um, yeah, I think that's a very good point to make because we do have a wedding designer coming on the podcast uh, later on. And that's what she specializes in is the design, right? Is the art, is the creativity. So mm -hmm. you specifically saying, I'm here to coordinate your wedding. I am not the planner. I'm not the designer. I'm a coordinator. I think is really important for people to understand because if they have their dream and their design and they know what that is going to look like, that's great they need someone to help them execute that, right? And that's where the coordinator comes into play. So I think for all the couples out there, understanding the difference between the two is really important. You may not need a planner, right? That, that might be some, you might not need that, that skill set. but I'm telling you now, I've been to a lot of weddings because of my business. And when there's no wedding coordinator, there's literally no one in charge of making sure at all your, your dream is, brought to reality, right? And there's no one to make sure that those things that needed to be taken care of were taken care of or are taken care of. So anything from vendor coordination to table setup, right? Um, there's just, oh, there's so much going on in a wedding. You're essentially creating a little village, right? <laughs> and having a really big party at this little village that you create for the day or the weekend. So right. I think it makes sense. Let's, um, let's get back to kind of the beginning of it you know, how did you get started? What made you decide to come up with, you know, the hunt is over, right? And what made you excited to be part of the wedding community and want to start a business? Here? Yeah, absolutely. So mine's kind of twofold. Um, I would say that the hunt is over truly began with the original hunt was over with, which was my wedding. Um, and so I met the love of my life, Zachary Hunt, um, in college, we got married and our hashtag was the hunt is over, which is super, I, I loved it. And at that time when we were talking about it, um, it was our wedding that kind of inspired, I was the DIY bride. I was the person that I, I'm kind of trying to help um, now, which is that person who wanted to plan everything and um, to be thrifty and to have, like I had, like I'm very independent and I felt 
competent enough to be able to kind of like get out there and try to, to, to make it. Um, and so I, I truly was that person that like decided I booked, you know, got, got my ideas together and all those things. And then at the end I needed somebody to help facilitate. Cause on the day of your wedding, there's like zero, like you can try, but you won't enjoy your day <laughs> as much if you're trying to micromanage where everything goes and like you are trying to direct and not truly enjoy. Yeah. So that's what I did for my wedding. I had an awesome girl who stepped in and was doing kind of what I'm doing, like just um, day of coordinating planning. Um, um, and so she took the reins over for me and she ran my day to a T and she did so, so well at it. And so it was from that, that the original, like, I, if I ever got the opportunity one day to be brave enough to step into the role of small business um, ownership, then I would, um, then I want to do that. I want to call my business. The hunt is over from, from my last name and from my wedding and where it all kind of stemmed from. And then I wanted to launch it into, um, into the opportunity to help other women who were like me and just needed somebody just to help them. Like I said, hand, hand the baton or pass the reins off to, um, to somebody else. So that started there. And secondarily, um, I have, um, been working, long, long hours in a, in the veterinary world. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm also, um, have a three-year-old and I'm married and I have another baby on the way. So kind of the, the backstory to the hunt is over would be that, um, the small business ownership would allow me to have potentially some more time, um, to not have a clocked in and out, um, job so much. So like all the time in, mm -hmm. in a building, but be able mm -hmm. to kind of manipulate my schedule a little bit better so I can spend more time with my family. So that's kind of the selfish reason versus like the inspirational reason totally. uh, plugged together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you got started a few months ago, right? You created the, the business um, maybe late winter, I guess, because it's... It was leap day. I took a leap of faith on February um, 29th. Oh, perfect. I love that. Yeah. Um, so you've booked a couple weddings already. Is that what I what I've heard? I have. I have. <laughs> Tell us a little um, more about how, you know, how you got those, uh, sure. those clients and, you know, how you're starting the process with them right now. So because um, I wanted to come into this um, kind of slowly where I didn't want to put all, I didn't want to um, necessarily pay for um, a ton of things up front. I think that's called keeping a low overhead, yeah. <laughs> learning some business terms. Yeah. Um, instead, I took the approach of just getting to know everybody. So I have taken a lot of efforts to get to know the wedding community in our area by meeting uh, before COVID <laughs> kind of set into place, um, meeting a lot of the vendors and starting to go and do venue tours of as much as I could in the past month. And then we've kind of, now we're doing a lot of video chats and, and introductions with vendors and venues, which has been fun. I've also done tours that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so really it's come through developing relationships. So I've begun to build relationships and learn the needs of our community. Um, and and so through learning, truly like getting to know and being intentional with the vendors and the venues around us of what they need, um, listening to that and then trying to make myself available in what ways I can, then through that and through those relationships, I've been able to utilize word of mouth and uh, Facebook and stuff like that to begin to develop these relationships and hopefully make connections that are more lasting than just single weddings. Like I would like to make connections with people and to truly plug in and be like an instrumental part of our wedding community. 
So who is your ideal client then? We, we talked a little bit about that and I'm sure the listeners could assume who your ideal client is, but would love for you to put that out there um, to the world. Yeah. Yeah. So ideally it would, it would be that person who is wanting to plan their, their own wedding. So that's that DIY bride. Um, they don't necessarily have to be from, um, from Asheville to do that. I've um, actually, one of the weddings that I've booked as a, um, as a destination bride. So she still wanted to plan her own wedding. She just needed somebody to facilitate it. So truly it could be from out of town. It could be in town. It just depends on the comfort level of the person who's planning. And if they feel comfortable with planning from afar or in person, then that's great. So it's somebody who's comfortable with, um, kind of just taking ownership of their own wedding. Um, I do provide um, just vendor options or help, like I, I start them off, I should say. Like once, once we have gotten into a, a, like a decision that we're gonna move forward together, and I start them off in the right direction with giving them some options locally, if they're, especially if they're from out of town. And then, um, and then from there, so it's gotta be um, a tenacious <laughs> uh, type A, I guess, style DIY bride who wants to do it and just needs somebody to, um, to take over at the end. Yeah, that makes sense. And as I said before, I think a lot of people who are DIY don't understand that they just can't DIY that day of coordination. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? And some people try and hand it off to their either sibling or parent or relative. And again, this is a, this is, there's a reason why we get paid to do what we do because it takes skill, a skill set. It takes experience. Um, sometimes obviously the tools for some of us. Uh, and so I think it's, uh, you know, kind of funny when people say, Oh, my, you know, my mom or sister's going to coordinate my wedding. And, you know, if, unless they are an event planner or coordinator, then they probably don't have the skill set to do that job well. Um, so, and I think yeah. you're, you're, I've seen your tenacity with, you know, trying to meet other vendors and get yourself out there. So I would, I would assume that you would do great on <laughs> the day of, we have yet to work a wedding together, but hopefully, hopefully someday soon. Um, yeah. So let's say, that someone, say Oh, go ahead. I I was going to insert, yeah. I just wrote um, a recently a blog um, oh, on, um, I called it, um, I don't need a coordinator, my friend Sally can do it. And so <laughs> it's the idea of, I know, it's, um, it's on my website. So um, anyways, I would say that I hear that and I have been part of those weddings where like I attended a wedding where a friend did it or something, or I was the friend who did it um, for multiple years for friends. Um, yeah mine was a little bit different because of that's what I wanted to do, I guess, in the long run. But, um, I would say that, um, when you do that, for one thing, that, that person, that mother or that sister might be fantastic at doing that job, but the day of the wedding is not meant for the mother or the sister to spend time making sure that the plates are in the right place or making sure the vendors get there on time or moving chairs or all that. Like it's supposed to be a time that is spent truly with your daughter or with your sister or with your friends. So whoever it is. So even if they are fantastic at that job, I guess I just encourage brides to think about, do you truly want your, your relatives or your friends missing part of your day to, in order to facilitate? And then secondarily, yes, like you said, sometimes you have a friend or somebody do it for you. And then truly they, 
they don't quite realize just how much went into it or they don't know their venue very well like they don't know where the plugs are and they don't know that hey actually this venue doesn't even carry they don't even have that here um and so and why would they like they 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 wouldn't need to know that that would be the job of somebody who spends <laughs> hours trying to make sure that all those things function correctly so i guess i was yes right on with what you said that um that does happen happen commonly yeah I, I agree with that well i did a wedding once and it was kind of up a mountain not nothing crazy but it was a gravel road and i kept slipping trying to get up this gravel road so i had to unload our mobile bar truck uh, drive that up and then run back down <laughs> to get the my tow truck, you know, and drive that up because they could they could go separately but not together up these this kind of steep gravel road, and the wedding coordinator might be the one to say, oh Bryce, make sure you know you unload beforehand or make sure you know do, they 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 know those things right. Um, There's another situation similar uh, venue where I was coming down with. Uh, loaded down with the truck I was leaving for the night and it's a one-way road and a shuttle was coming up and the sh and I couldn't back up like I could not back up hauling this you know 20-foot trailer <laughs> on the side of this mountain on, on a gravel road so he had to back up his you know passenger van which was not an easy feat I would think like either a quarter mile or so it took him about um, 10 or 15 minutes and it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, you know, like he was not yeah. excited to do this. He's like, I already had to do this once. I was like, well, I can't back up, dude. I'm sorry. So yeah. a coordinator and, and not that, you know, that's, that's between the vendors, right? That affects me and the other guy, which is not a big deal, but it's just these little things that pop up that most people just don't think about. But if you've visited a venue, which you have done, right? You, you've gone out and visited venues. So you understand the intricacies better, you understand, you know, what could possibly go wrong. I mean, some venues, there's no, uh, there's no ability to have a indoor ceremony. Like if the, if, if it get rains, if it gets rained out, they're just going to have to like, I don't know, stand in a, <laughs> in a room and make it happen. So I think there is such value in wedding coordination. Uh, as I said, I've done some weddings where there was none of that and there was a need for it you know, just um, from the guest experience point of view uh, and obviously the sanity of everyone <laughs> involved. Um, I, I highlighted in there too that although the day is primarily about, obviously, is primarily about the bride and the groom um, and the happiness of those guys, it also um, speaks kindly to and helps support your neighbor when it comes to not making your vendors who have also they're there for you. Um, so for, um, it makes, it makes their lives easier by not making your photographer suddenly your coordinator or now your, now your bartender also has to cover like some of the catering needs because the caterer got pulled to do a coordinating job. So it's <laughs> like, you know, like, so obviously everybody bands together and does their team, but it helps streamline and lessen the stress and drama of a wedding day. If you have somebody who can truly be the head like the the coach <laughs> basically and it's like a non-biased third party person who basically just oversees and helps everybody be able to do their job well by being just that removed person that kind of is a floater yeah that can help definitely and you know i think about this a lot when people are planning their weddings not only from logistics but also to budget is that you're essentially throwing a party 
for all your friends and family and all your guests to eat and drink for free at a privately rented location. Like not, not only that's from a budget point of view, right? I see people with, um, with, with budgets and I'm like, well, that just doesn't work because I mean, you're, you're paying for everyone to eat and drink for free from a professional point of view. It's like you're taking each and every friend out to a dinner and drinks, right? <laughs> that's like, and maybe having a band, right? Paying a band. So that's a whole nother thing. But from a logistic point of view, most of us aren't well versed in throwing a party for a hundred people. Like that's not something we know how to do and learn. So just from that perspective, having a coordinator is so helpful because literally this is a, a job that people don't normally do. Like if you have a private party, if you hold one, like let's say you host a birthday party, you know, for yourself, you're probably gonna invite what 20 people, maybe 30, maybe mm -hmm. 40, not 150. <laughs> so I think that scale really changes the involvement of the host, right? And that's where that help comes into play. So let's say someone's interested in booking you as a as a coordinator or want to learn more about your services. How does that process start with you? What do you meet them for coffee? Do you jump on a phone call? It's all email based. I, I want to hear a little bit more about how that works. Of course. So um, I have made some social media um, options so that you can see that I have a website that allows you to see all of my um, packages and pricing information very transparently. So you're able to go through, you can read everything that I would be basically offering um, in regards to the services. So that way you didn't have to be um, uh, I would welcome all conversations, but if you immediately saw something and you're like, oh, well, that's not, that's not my price range or that's not, um, I, I truly needed the planner, not the coordinator, then um, hopefully that would kind of answer some questions before, um, before we ever even got to talk. Um, so there's that as well as I have Instagram and Facebook that I've started as well, just kind of um, given some extra character and filling out when it comes to pictures and, um, and ideas. Um, those things are there. So I would say that there is a contact me page, which has all of my um, the, an ability to shoot me an email, but I also have my telephone number um, on there. So, I mean, you could call me directly, you could text me. Um, so typically what's been happening is that I'm getting inquiries through my, um, my website or through just Facebook Messenger. Actually, a lot of people just um, shoot straight. <laughs> That's the beauty of um, social media. So I've had a lot of um, brides just reach out directly through Facebook, um, which is great. And I kind of redirect them <laughs> so yeah. that they can make sure that they um, go through the other thing too, so that I can get some more answers for them. So it starts off that way. And then we kind of schedule a time that works best for both of us. Um, so if you're far, far away, or if we're in a process where we're keeping everybody safe and at home, then we've been video chatting, or we've been on the phone um, to kind of just start it off. I kind of like want to build in like an hour long, um, approximately, just to get to know somebody um, and just kind of answer any of their questions. And then they can kind of get to know me. Basically, it's are we a good fit? Do our personalities mix? Am I somebody who uh, seemingly is that you feel comfortable and trusted to give i mean it's a very intimate day so a coordinator is working very closely beside your most personal like the people that mean the most to you so you have to feel comfortable with me and so then i had that conversation and from there uh that's when if they decided to book me then we can go into um 
over the course of time, depending on how much time there is, then I'm just going to do checkpoints. So I kind of check in at six months, check in at 90 days, say, hey, how are you guys doing? Encourage you, you know, just kind of um, make sure that you're still on the right track. And then at the 90 days, we'll schedule a 30 day and 30 days would hopefully be us sitting down in person or via video and talking very extensively, like three plus hours, like a very long period of time to get to know all the details. And then once we know all those details, um, make a timeline, meet for your rehearsal the day before your wedding, and then be there the entire day of your wedding um, or the bride's wedding at that point too. So that's kind of how I structured it. So that I would say the original is meeting in person if we can, on the phone if we can or video chat. And then um, throughout there could be some intermittent emails. And then um, at the end it would be in person again. So I assume you're doing venue visits with your couples is that something that is standard for all your clients yeah if i haven't been there already so if it's a venue that i'm really familiar with um or like some of the couples by the time they come to me they usually if they're diy they've already got their venue they've got their date they've kind of already gone that way and by that point they've probably already seen their venue um, I'm assuming if they've picked it. So there is a bride that has, she's destination. So I'm going to meet her at her venue when she comes to town. Um, and so that is different. I will meet a bride in person, especially if I haven't gotten the opportunity to, I would love to meet them in person before their wedding. So yes, I will include that as part of me getting to know your venue, me getting to know you. And, and so. I think that's so important. I wish that we could have like, wedding vendor speed dating um not between uh, not between the vendors but like have event vendors on one side of the table and potential you know clients on the other side yeah. and so they could just meet us and see if we vibe well right because it's so, it's right. it is difficult to get that over the internet and over the web i do a lot of you know video and audio so people kind of get a sense of my personality and my business's you know vibe and style uh, because i think that is uh, really does matter when it comes to the big day, right? Is how well we vibe um, with their vibe and their whole energy. That's going to determine, I think, kind of the success of the party. You know, right. if you if you have a DJ that's like, you know, super wild and wants to throw a big party and you're really conservative, that's not going to work out. <laughs> On the other hand, if you have a DJ that's like super quiet and like, you know, hot, you know, just hidden, and everyone's, you know, wanting to party and have fun and dance, then that's not going to be a good fit either. So I think finding vendors that that do match your style and vibe is really important. So maybe that's something I should start. Uh, wedding vendor, like speed dating. I think that might be a fun, <laughs> literally just, you know, on a table and they just, you know, you get 30 seconds to say hi and people kind of get the sense of, you know, what you're like, uh, so be on the lookout for that event. Um, okay. <laughs> so I will attend. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> so you've done a few weddings for friends, right? Um, yes. do you have any crazy wedding stories from those events? Yeah, I was trying to think of those things. I think because they were friends or family or like things that I've been involved with. Mm -hmm. Um, we were so comfortable to roll with the punches that if anything did come up, it wasn't considered like necessarily crazy. So yeah. and it was kind of a good thing at this point that I don't have a crazy cause I'm sure like I, it's coming one day there will be the crazy and I will love to tell that story. But at this point, 
I can't think of like one specific like crazy moment. Do you have a crazy moment? Oh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> all might have been truck related. Okay. Like I, I ran out of gas to, on, to my second wedding. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad, <laughs> but I coasted into this parking lot and there was a guy there washing cars and he had a gas can and there was a gas station a quarter mile the way up. So I ran to the gas station, filled up and came back. So it only set me back like 15 minutes and I had buffered in enough time, right? Because I knew oh, that something was going to go wrong um, or could go wrong. Right. So that was, that was pretty nuts. Uh, but nothing, you know, all my couples have been pretty, I would not say low key in the sense of like quiet, but just low key, like they're fun, they're laid back, you know, they want a, a truck for their bar, like they're cool, you know, they're cool folks. And so nothing had any, you know, nothing crazy, um, got hit on by a few bridesmaids, but you okay. know, that's, that <laughs> that's not crazy. It's just part of the, <laughs> part of the job um well i'm sure we'll both have some new stories next year when yes. uh on our hopefully second round second interview after you've got my my personality though i feel like because i'm coming from i'm actually coming from an emergency veterinary background so like it's got to be crazy it's got to be real uh, crazy yes. to like to stir me because i'm used to and i'm coming from a collegiate volleyball background so like i have like i have had like this intense coaching in my face like you know hours of practice blood sweat tears bruising like that kind of stuff mixed with like emergency medicine <laughs> and so like it's got to be really intense for me to like i guess consider it crazy crazy because for the most part like i get into game mode like that's just mm -hmm. my like I get like, it's, it's like, you know, rubber meets the road. It's time. Let's do this. And I kind of settle in and I just, I, I feel like I throw, I, I like intensity. Um, I hope that that never would happen like necessarily on wedding days, but maybe that's probably part of my personality too, that like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be really big. Um, well, that is a good combo. And you know, little fact, I went to summer camp for volleyball in middle school. <laughs> yeah, and I was uh, I start I had an intramural volleyball team at my middle school and okay. we won the 6th grade championship, we won the 7th grade championship, and then 8th yeah, yeah. grade the girls gold team, right? Like the the best girls volleyball team decided they wanted to start a team at the intramurals and they crushed us in the championship and i was so sad i was going on three years right i was gonna Aww. gonna take the whole thing and these gals you know got together and they formed oh, a team and i remember at the end i went outside and there it was behind the gym there's a little spot where no one really went and I just went back there and I cried. I was like, I think it was like one of the, yeah, I was so emotional about it. So um, just, just wanted to mention, throw out the volleyball thing. I'm a big fan and I kind of want to get back into it. I wonder if there, there actually is an inter intramural volleyball team here in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gotta, I gotta sign up for it. It's, it should be yeah. a sign up should be starting soon. I'm, I bet. Um, well, that brings us back to Asheville. You grew up here. You've lived here your whole life. Uh, tell us, you know, what's your favorite part about Asheville or living here? Oh, hands down the, the scenery and the landscape and what you get for being here. So this is like, 
this is one of the most beautiful towns you could ever be part of with the community base of um, just, I feel like this is like one of those, like it's got that vibe of like, hi neighbor. And like, I feel like, so you could really just, um, the, I guess the, the connections that you can make with people when it comes to just everybody's here just to relax and to, to hide. most of the time it's like a hideaway place. Like it's not, we came from Wilmington, which is a beach town too. I grew up here, but I went to college in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. um, and so Wilmington's like flat and it's a, it's a grid system. And so you can get anywhere like really quickly um, and be at everybody's house really quick. Here I describe Asheville like a hub, like Asheville's the hub and all these towns off of Asheville is like a spoke. So Black Mountain is a spoke, Weaverville's a spoke, mm -hmm. Canton's a spoke, yeah. you know, Hendersonville. So like you kind of have to, you have to go through the hub in order to get to all the spokes, which makes it more difficult to visit people just as a drop by basis. So it makes more of like a, a private, um, uh, I guess it's like, it's, it's just, for us, it's an like it's just beautiful birds and wildlife and these just majestic mountains and waterfalls. So really, you can't like the amount of beauty that comes from living in a town like this um, has been fantastic. So growing up here, I didn't understand how much I truly was blessed, and because you know when you're little, you go from home to school to a friend's house to back home. You never really get to explore just how much you have been blessed with in our area. So we've got a really cool town. Everything about this town is fantastic. Um, well, that's why we have so many couples coming here to get married. I mean, it's right. one of the biggest wedding destinations and I totally understand why. Uh, it's a great spot for folks who, you know, live in an urban area like Charlotte or Raleigh or Atlanta uh, to come up and get married and be surrounded by nature and enjoy you know, Asheville and surrounding areas, um, you know, especially for the weekend, right? People can make a whole trip out of it, at least. I, people can come here for five days and still have plenty to do. So right. I can understand why it's booming as a wedding destination. And um, yeah, I, I agree. It's beautiful, beautiful country. So Jordan, if someone wanted to find you and get in touch with you and perhaps book you for your services. Uh, what's your website? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the best way right now is um, directly through my website because I'm brand new. So I'm still building on, um, on the, like the Google or like the, the web um, part of it. So if you were to try to Google me right now, I'm brand new as of a month. So it's hard to find me that way. So it's more, it's more easily if you straight um, put in my website, which is um, T-H-I-O. So the hunt is over. So it's the acronym of T-H-I-O um, weddingevents.com. Um, or you can find me at the hunt is over, um, on Facebook or on Instagram. I also have, um, my at Theo wedding events. So it's either Theo, T-H-I-O, or it's, um, the hunt is over. And so for right now, the website is like the hub. Like, so if you can find the T-H-I-O wedding events.com, then that links you to all Facebook, Instagram, blog, all the things. Okay, great. Yeah. I know that uh, the digital world is digital landscapes, pretty large, hard to figure all that stuff out. Um, right. especially the hunt is over is a common saying, right? So if someone types that in, uh, you get a lot of antlers and Etsy, um, Etsy purchases. Well, I'm sure that you will be up on the first page in no time. Uh, I like your spirit and I like what you have to offer Jordan. 
thanks for being on the podcast and I hope to have you back when you have some weddings under your belt and talk more about your experience then. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care, Jordan.